Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, okay, okay. Good. Harley, it's been a minute since we've seen each other. Yeah. A lot of stuff to talk about. The Houston Texans are out of their bye week, and they are looking to face the Carolina Panthers this Sunday. It would be the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, against the number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud. And this is a very exciting game. But before we get into that, I think right now the state of the Houston Texans, you couldn't be more happy. You are as confident as you have been in a while. You believe this team is about to go on a potential run. I am excited for the second half of the season from this Houston Texans team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate all of y'all joining the stream. Uh, man, I am excited, too. We're 3-3 three and three going into the bye week, and you look ahead of the schedule. It's tough not to get excited, and this Texans team definitely has the whole city right now, the whole attention of the city right now, like as well as the Rockets as they're down at halftime by 9 Nine, uh, no, 11 points um, down at halftime. So shout out to the Rockets trying to make it happen. It's not looking good so far for them. But the Houston Texans got the attention of the city. The Astros have let us down. But, you know, great good, great season overall for them. It's not what we wanted. How you feel about that? Um, Absolutely horrible. I hate mm. losing to an in-state rival. Uh, and I hate losing to the individual rival. You combine both of that with the third thing is me talking insane amount of trash on YouTube, and they have found my video of when the Houston no. Astros swept the Texas Rangers in the regular season, 39-13 run differential, and they found that video, man. They found that compilation video of, of, of basically – that edit of saying, who's your daddy? <laughs> and, and boy, they found it. And I appreciate it. Just push it. Push push the comment section higher. Make sure you're liking, you're subscribing, and all that good jazz. Yeah, once again, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, guys. Shout out to Bet Online. But, Harley, it was a tough series to watch. Yeah. You know, we are H-Town till we drown. You cannot win a game at home, man. Uh, Garcia, he absolutely just smacked you in the mouth. But enough about the Houston Astros. Their season is done. I think Dusty Baker is retiring. Yes, right. Yes. Uh, so the Houston Astros will have a new manager. But the Houston Texans, it is their time. It is their moment. 
And I saw an article today. Once again, the Houston Texans are being labeled as potential buyers at the trade deadline. And the Panthers wire, they put out four bold destinations for defensive and Brian Burns and the Houston Texans were listed on there. What they asked in compensation, a first round pick this year, the one we own from the Cleveland Browns, and a third round pick, the one that we own from the Philadelphia Eagles, to get Brian Burns. We talked about the Houston Texans. Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? What do you think about the possibility of adding Brian Burns? And shout out to another Texans podcast. Shout out to them. Shout out to Believe in Panthers podcast, uh, everyone that catched the live stream. I appreciate y'all coming in there and invading Carolina's podcast. That was absolutely fantastic job by everyone. Drop a dub for everyone that just invaded the Carolina Panthers podcast. Make sure you are checking out the Believe in Texans podcast anywhere where you stream all your podcasts and platforms. Uh, if you missed it, I have 30 minutes of it where me and Ruben cut in and just started talking that noise about how the Texans is going to whoop that ass. But let's get you into kill their confidence. I am confident. I am very confident. I got I got shamed by someone on one of my comments saying that, uh, that uh, I shouldn't be talking this much noise about us winning against the Carolina Panthers because I predicted that we were going to win against the Falcons and we lost. So apparently I have mm. some magic juju over the Houston Texans winning or losing. I did not know You know that. what comments I hate? <laughs> what is it? The, the ones that are like, oh, well, let's see them build, beat a real team. Let's not get too much excited right now. And I'm like, why not? Exactly. This Houston Texans team, no one expected them to be at this, you know, to be in the spot. 500 at the bye and a favorable schedule the rest of the season. Man, this is the most exciting time it has ever been to be a Houston Texan. So, of course, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited, too. Um, to get back to your Brian Burns question, it that is a very interesting idea. Uh, I like Brian Burns. We have been mentioned and linked with the Carolina Panthers way back when we had Deshaun Watson at quarterback in the trade rumors in the links that maybe we could trade him to Carolina. And one of the guys that could have possibly been in return was a Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, someone of that nature. And that would have been a very fine deal because getting Brian Burns, who is a legit pass rusher, adds and bolsters to your defensive line right now. The problem with the Texans is they haven't been able to create sacks. They've been able to manufacture pressure. It just hasn't generated enough sacks for this team. So uh, Brian Burns could be a huge, huge get for the Houston Texans. Uh, does it happen? Not quite sure at the moment. Would you love if it happened? Absolutely. I, again, he is a legit pass rusher that you can have opposite of Will Anderson. And now you push Grenard and nothing against Grenard. He's having a fantastic year so far for the Texans, but Brian Burns, uh, yeah, a young defensive piece to pair with Will Anderson that potentially moves on from Grenard next year since he's a free agent. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited about that potential, those rumors per se. 
Yeah, I know. And we are trying to bring Landry Locker. He will be joining us for a little bit today. Actually, there he is. Hey, ah, there we go. What up? What up? What huh? is going on, Landry? Before we jump into the Texans, how do you feel about the Houston Astros <sighs> losing to the Texas Rangers? Uh, I mean, that was a stressful season. So, I mean, I don't I don't feel great about it, but I mean, it was a really stressful season. Uh, it feels like there's at least a rivalry brewing. I feel like we've needed like a like a legit rivalry uh between those two squads. So, it it kind of sucked, but I mean, that was a that wasn't quite as smooth as as we've been accustomed to. So, yeah, it sucked though. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Landry Locker, host, one of the hosts on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Uh, make sure you guys listen. I mean, one of my favorite shows I've been listening for years, 10 to 2. If you listen, you are a loophole. Landry, thank you for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and let Harley take off. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so what's going on, man? First of all, what's going on? What's up? Hanging, dude. Just hanging. Let's get into this. Uh, this is this is fun to finally have you on the podcast. Been we've been we've been bugging you for a while. So, you know, shout out to you for, for coming on and, and hanging out with us. Uh you know, I was I just saw this clip like maybe 30 minutes ago, and I just thought it was pretty hilarious. And I don't know if any of y'all have seen this yet, but CJ Stroud was with Busting with the Boys podcast. And uh, one of the clips I just saw was apparently CJ Stroud. I got to read it again. He gets fined $1,000 for every time he is on television. And I am assuming the details behind this is, is the, the players are rookie hazing him. That's what I am assuming. I haven't read too much into it. <laughs> what do you think about this, man? He's getting fined one K. I mean, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. I think it's kind. Of, I think it's kind of just like one of those rookie jokes. Uh, that that was the context that I because I listened to the I listened to the whole the whole thing, and I think that's it's pretty much just you know all love kind of uh, messing with him a little bit, giving him a hard time because he's getting all the attention. Uh, what I make of it is he's probably had to give up about ten k then because he seems like he's on TV all the time. Seems like he's on like every show. So. Uh, I just look at it as kind of the, the guys having fun with them, but man, thousand, geez, I, I feel like they should have to give you a thousand for getting on TV. My goodness, that's rough, man. Goodness gracious, that is rough. <laughs> he can afford it. He oh, can yeah, afford it for sure. I mean, he might rack up. I think about thirty to forty more if he keeps on playing the way he has. Uh, Landry, you like to critique, you know, performances at the podium. And I want to ask, how do you grade CJ Stroud? Because for me, he is just the perfect interviewer. Answers every question professionally, doesn't you know, rarely messes up. Just what do you think about him when he steps up to the mic? I think he's one of the best that I've ever that I've ever watched. You know, as far as the Texans, um, it's it's been something that has just been. He he just seems kind of beyond his years. It seems authentic. There's always like a real insightful answer. Um, I called it like awkward humility. There's like humility there. That's not like awkward, like fake or anything. It's just, you can tell he's like, he's really like honored whenever he gets to, gets to speak and stuff. So I just think like, as far as like a representative of an organization, I thought it was interesting because 
at camp, they had Mills, you know, speak before him. And it kind of, you know, there was like, what, where the hell is CJ? I think that took like a week and a half, two weeks. I remember I was there. I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday when he spoke the first time. And I talked to some people at Ohio State that covered him and they were like, why would you do that? Like he's, that's what he's best at. And I mean, he's just, he's just a really good, he's a good, good representation of the, of the organization. And I think he's like, he's making everyone out there's at the, at the stadiums and, and at, in the in the organization's job a lot easier. I mean, we were just talking about uh, me and Ruben were just talking about buying or selling, and Ruben has been has been on me for for days, weeks now. It's piling up to weeks. Are the Houston Texans <laughs> buyers or sellers? And he, he I know he, it hurts him every time because I keep saying, just stay pat, man. Just just keep going with what you're doing, you know. Locker, are we buying or selling, man? I, I'm, uh, you know, it depends what you're buying. I, I like Chase Young. Thank uh, you. I don't know, if he, I don't know if he fits into the system, but and I don't know what the what the price is, but like all these trades that I've seen, it's been like you know a third and something, which I think is kind of a little bit of a steal, depending on what D'Amico thinks about him in the system. But he's 24 years old. He was a number two pick. It was between him and Burrow. Um, people will say, well, he's had trouble staying healthy. Well, he tore his ACL and then they had like the caution like type of year where they kind of shut him down on the back end. Before that, though, he was defensive player of the year. Um, I think he was a captain the first two years. This year, I think he has five sacks in six games. Uh, I don't know that guys of that talent really even hit the market as much. And I also think that if you're talking about an edge guy, it's kind of like a chess move and not just a rental because you have the extra money. And you have Grenard and Jerry Hughes, who are going to be free agents next year. So you're going to have to find someone to put opposite of Will Anderson anyways. So, I mean, if you could get Chase Young or someone on the edge or something like that, that you think could be, you know, more than a one-year piece, I think he'd be fine. I also think he has pretty good makeup. I don't know that I've heard too much uh, bad about him. I know when I, I watched him on a, on a shop interview, I think it was, I think he was with LeBron and, and them, and it was pretty impressive. So like just the way that he uh, sounded and stuff, but I mean, it, it'd probably come down to, to fit and stuff. I don't see why he wouldn't fit. And I just don't think he's played his best football yet. So I'm a chase young guy. I heard y'all talking about Burns before I got here. Um, I like Burns. He's a really good player. My thing is, I think they said that the Rams offered him two ones last year and they said, no, which we know the Rams like to just give away draft picks. So maybe that's just kind of more of a Rams thing, but that tells me that they either probably should have taken that deal or they just, they're going to be really be asking a lot for him because when I, when I heard that, I was like, damn, uh, two ones. That's, that's pretty steep. But I, yeah, I like Chase Young. I don't think they should trade for a receiver. Um, I don't think, you know, Jerry Judy picks up like, um, I, I don't know that they have like a true number one right now, but I would like to see, you know, Nico continue his chemistry with CJ and Tank and Mechie and all these guys. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily want uh, a receiver, but if you can get someone to to help you out in the interior, I I would be I would be a buyer for sure mm. at the right price. You know, it's just crazy to even talk about this, right? Last year at this time. The season was already over for the Houston Texans. Landry, you were out there at training camp. We got to see you there multiple times. From training camp to now, 
How do you grade this young Houston Texans team? Three and three at the bye and three very impressive wins over Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and recently the New Orleans Saints. I mean, I think you have to be pretty pleased uh, with with where they are right now at three and three. Now, they got to win this this Carolina game um, because I think it's I think it's important for a number of reasons. It's CJ versus Bryce, and it's a team that you're favored three and a half, whatever, four points on the road, which that's going to be few and far between. But I think I mean, I think you would have to give them at least, you know, an A or a B or something like that, unless you want to get greedy and go back and say, you know, they should have beat Atlanta or whatever but i think right now you have to give them an a you're feeling good about them uh you got the quarterback um it appears and you know you, you appear to have the head coach too so I, I don't see how anyone could give them anything you know less than a b plus yeah that's, that's pretty i mean we're three and three look man last two years i don't even know if we were included in the round of 32 teams man it's just it's been rough there with the houston texans it's been absolutely rough um but you know, uh, I am I am happy that they are on the right track. Absolutely ecstatic. I'm not happy. I'm ecstatic. I'm elated. You know, I'm looking at this team right now, and, you know, I looked at the injury report, and I'm going, huh, there seems like there's a constant, and I don't necessarily get an answer as to what is up with Juice Scruggs, our senior mm. rookie, man. What is going on? I have no idea. Um I guess they said he was making progress. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what Juice Scruggs fits, even if he is healthy. Like, that's that's my thing. Like, I don't, you know, when you say, you know, where is Juice, even if he was healthy, I would be asking, where is Juice? You know, are you going to put him at center? Patterson's been pretty good. Are you going to put him at guard? Uh, I know he was working um, with at guard uh, in camp, I think with like the second team or something. So I don't, I don't know how they're even going to try to fit him in. Um, as far as how hurt he is or anything like that, I have no idea, but it, I am very intrigued to see, you know, what they, what they want to mm. do, uh, in that when he does come back and if he's even starting or if he's just suited up, I don't, I don't know how that whole thing's going to work. Um, they obviously liked him a lot. I think he probably would have been starting, but I think Patterson has been kind of a little bit of a pleasant surprise. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you look at, you get real nerdy into the stats and you're like, ah, his run blocking is not as good and all that. But I mean, he's, he's a rookie. So I, that could be the same thing with juice, you know? So I, I, I don't know like when they expect him to come back, but my thing is, I don't know where he fits in when he is back. And does he, does he have the, is he far behind because he's going to be seven games behind? Do they want to bring in a new center? Is it just a depth thing? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, another player that, you know, we want to ask you about who has been kind of unpleasant so far, Damian Pierce. Not the second season that we were expecting. And based off the game against the New Orleans Saints, we saw a split carry between him and Devin Singletary. How do you think the Houston Texans handle their rushing game going forward? Do we continue to see a running back by committee or does Damian Pierce somehow figure it out? Well, committee was what D'Amico said that he wanted initially. And I, you know, I've I've always believed that Damian Pierce is kind of like a one B type of guy. I don't think he's I don't think he's a bell cow back. He wasn't that at Florida. He had double digit carries, I think, six or seven times at Florida uh, last year. They tried to use him as one. He kind of wore down. Um, I, I think he's going to probably have to 
be a little bit more patient, which might not be his style. But I think I think we see probably a little bit similar to what we saw last game, where it was th- I think it was twelve thirteen, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That's what yeah, twelve thirteen. Um, I think that's what we see. And then there's really no there's no shame in that. Like that he he can be a Damian Pierce is a he fits in like he's he's a, someone that you want on your football team. He just might not be, you know, if you drafted him in your fantasy draft in the second round or something like that, you're probably pissed yeah. off. But <laughs> if uh, you didn't, then uh, I think you're OK with it. So I, I think we see a little bit of the same. And I think I think we might see a better version of him because he's a hardworking guy. I don't think he's going to mope. Uh, and I think he, I think he'll be fine. I think at the end of games is when he's going to be the most valuable because nobody wants to, nobody wants to play. I mean, like he's, he's just rough. Like he's, it's, I mean, you saw him against Atlanta where he wasn't doing anything and then, you know, he's going in there at the end and no one really wants to get in the hole and meet him there. I think he's a perfect closer type of back. So I think we see, I think we see Pierce and Singletary a little bit similar of a mix. I think it's going to be based on feel, but he's definitely going to have to change the way that he runs and maybe be a little bit more patient. And who knows, with the offensive line being together a little bit longer, maybe it's a little bit easier for him to do that. Mm. Yeah, Damian Pierce has definitely been a little, a little tough. And I, I was very high on him. I really thought that we didn't get to see enough of him, obviously, at Florida uh, and whatever the hell they did with him. But now it's starting to go, huh? Maybe maybe there's a little more chew to that bone than we thought, and, and it's, it's it's been a little tough for me uh, personally. I, I I'm a I'm a huge Damian Pierce fan. Met him a few times. He's a really good guy. Yeah. So really good dude. He's hilarious. Country as hell, Country as hell yeah, is man. what he is. That's definitely. We've had him on the show a couple of times. I'm. I mean, it's impossible not to like Damian Pierce. He's a. He's a good. I mean, he's a good back to have. Um, just don't know if he's you know the the bell mm. cow that we. Um, Tank Dell returned to practice. Uh, definitely a huge plus for this Texans team. And then we had someone, Robert Woods, uh, not practice. So addition by subtraction, the Houston Texans wide receiver group was something that the Believe in Panthers, we were just in a crossover with them yesterday uh, with Jonathan Stewart, Desmond Johnson, a few of them guys. Shout out to them. Uh, and they were raving about Tank Dell. They were constantly raving about him. And what are your thoughts so far with the U of H product? He has been absolutely amazing in my eyes. Uh, what What are you looking at when you see him? Well, I think uh, Robert, I don't think, is going to practice on Wednesday all year. I think they're giving him uh, veteran days, which which sometimes happens. But I don't I don't think he's practiced on Wednesday for a while. So I think he'll be fine to go. They're just kind of giving him like that OG rest treatment. Uh, as far as Tank goes, I think it's I think it's a pleasant surprise because I think a lot of people, you know, kind of stereotyped him as oh, this guy's going to be in the slot the whole time. He's going to be kind of a gadget guy. He's going to be your punt returner. And we're going to see how it works out. But I think he's I think he's lining up on the outside, um, at least early in the season. It was like over 70, 80 percent of the yes. time or something like that. So I think that I think that's uh, been a real pleasant surprise. Um, hell, the play he got hurt. That was the first third down conversion they had against Atlanta. And that was what got him in field goal range where they stole those points at the end of the half. So I, I've been pleasantly surprised with Tank Dell. I think he's a nice compliment with Nico. I think he's a good deep threat. And um, he's not just, you know, a one-trick pony slot type of guy. So you have to be pleased with what you're getting from from Tank Dell 
uh, at this point. Kind of intrigued to see how those guys gel uh, now that you have – it kind of feels like Dalton Schultz has been mm -hmm. freed up by Tunsil being there and stuff. So we've seen Dalton Schultz kind of getting open a little bit more. But once you have all those guys gelling, it will be really interesting to see – you know, if that holds up because, you know, Nico Collins, I think is first in yards after the catch right yes. now in the league. I think Tyreek Hill fell back a little bit. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Tank, uh, how Tank holds up. Cause even when he got hurt, it wasn't like someone hit him or something. Mm. I know, I know every time something happens to like Bryce Young or Tank Dell, it's going to be, well, look at that side, look at the small, but I mean, he just landed on his head on his own. So I don't think, I don't think the size has been a problem, and he's been I mean, he's been everything you can expect and more. Yeah, staying with the wide receiving core, um, Nico Collins, you know, coming into the season, everyone was wondering, what is he going to be for the Houston Texans? And we asked you, Landry Locker, has he shown you that he could potentially be a number one wide receiver for this team? For this team, yes. Like, but, like, it, it, does that, like, what is that like? Does that mean that like at the end of the season you're not going to feel like you need like a top end receiver? Uh, I don't know. You know, do I feel do I feel like you should be comfortable with Nico being your number one receiver? I haven't I haven't gotten there yet. I like I like very much what I've seen uh, from Nico. I think it's impossible not to. Uh, the one thing he does like to do is he likes to block mm -hmm. his ass off, and that's something that you have to do in this system. Um, and it's not like, you know, he's just out there blocking and not making plays. He's making he's made some of the biggest plays of the season. So, I mean, I don't I don't mean any disrespect, like saying that, you know, he's I don't know that he's like, you know, someone that you feel great about being a number one, your number one receiver. But I think on this team, yes, he can absolutely be number one. And we'll see how mm -hmm. it holds up. You know, right now, uh, I think it's as good of a start as you could hope for. Uh, I do want to see if teams are going to man him up a little bit more. I know Atlanta did. Um, so we'll see how they cover him, but CJ clearly trusts him. And I mean, he's, he's running after he catches the ball. I, I said it like a couple times and I kind of caught myself like, okay, like, am I getting out of like, it looks like Debo Samuel when he catches the ball and runs mm -hmm. afterwards. And that sounds stupid, but I mean, he's leads the league in yards after catch. So like, what am I mm -hmm. like? What? Like, it, it can't be like that's that's just what he's lo like look like like there's there's a lot of yak there as soon as he catches the ball and he runs angry and stuff and so yeah I mean I think I think he can be the number one receiver on this team yes would it, like what I bet on I I could see him being a really 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 good number two and there's a lot of really 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 good number twos uh, that could be number ones elsewhere but you have to be pleased with what you've what you've seen from Nico big time. I'm excited about Nico. I, a lot of the YouTube comments for me just hate my. Well, I don't think Nico Collins is a number one wide receiver, and 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 people yeah. just go crazy in my YouTube comments. Like, well, what have you not been watching the games? Like, no, I've watched the games. Like, it's nothing against them or anything, but I'm similar in the mindset of, okay, well, he he looks really good. Is this just a benefactor of C.J. Stroud? Or is this going to be something consistent moving forward? Like I, I'm still in question with him. And I'm looking at other wide receiver ones, and I'm like, okay, is he up there at least in the top 15 in terms of wide receiver ones? Uh, statistically, sure. But are we going to get him into that category? Is he pushing that bottom half of the top 10 in wide receiving ones? I, I don't know. I really I don't have an answer for that.
Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, like the Jags had Christian Kirk who did what he did last year and they still traded for Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley, you know, and they, they still hope that, you know, that would be the one. So, yeah, I think I think Nico's doing a really good job. I think they've at least got some really, really good complimentary pieces. Maybe they get to a point like Burrow was in year two and Trevor Lawrence year two where they're like, hey, we got to get them more weapons. They The, the Bengals went and got Chase and then um, – the Jags had that one off season where they signed a few guys and then they signed Ridley after. So yeah, I, I, I think Nico Nico's doing a really, really good job. Just the fact that that's even a question, I think kind of speaks to how far he's come in a short time. Yeah. And uh, then moving to the Houston Texans defense, shout out to the 42 people in here. We are joined by Landry Locker from sports radio, Six Ten in the loop. Make sure you guys are liking today's episode. What are your thoughts on the Houston Texans defense? They are, Putting pressure on the QB about 40% of the time. They are leading the one of the league leaders in that category. But only nine sacks on the season. Also, they one of the teams that blitzes the, uh, the least. I'm very encouraged by this Houston Texans defense despite the nine sacks. Yeah, and, and I think that I think that the um I wouldn't put as much stock in the in the lack of blitzing as you know as like I would have in the past, like, because they've been thin in the secondary. Like, I mean, they win a couple of games without uh, Ward. They win a couple of games without Petrie. They had the game against Atlanta where they didn't have Shaq. They didn't have Tremont. They didn't have Stingley. So what are you going to do blitz and like leave those guys on an Island? So I, I, I wouldn't put as much stock in the blitz. They do need to get the quarterback a little bit more. Um, but I actually think the defense – I like, I was talking about this today. I think the defense, like the arrow is pointing up, I think the defense is going to be a lot better um, after the first six, and they've been a lot better than they were last year. Um, the offense, I'm keeping a close eye on. I'm kind of grading on a curve because I think they've kind of surpassed what realistic expectations are. But, I, I mean, they, they're fundamentally sound. I know there are stats that talk about, like, missing tackles. The thing is, though, like, with the missed tackles, there's they're doing that swarm. Uh, that, like, I, I know that that's kind of like the buzzword there, but there's a lot of guys around to make the tackles. So, I, I'm i not really, like, discouraged by the by the defense. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting as hard as they can, and they're doing their thing. And I don't, I don't expect them to be an elite defense, but I think it'll be – uh, a little bit better. I do think that'll be kind of an emphasis next year. It feels like they can like fill in holes in the off season. You know, we're not like too focused on like, like I think we'll be able to narrow down what the actual needs are um, a lot easier than last year where you could just throw a dart at a board and <laughs> it, it land on any position and you need that. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned about the D. I do like that Hassan Ridgeway is going to be returning designated from return a uh, huge game against the Baltimore Ravens against the run. He's definitely going to aid the run defense that has been, you know, somewhat of a problem for this Houston Texans team. Um, and this doesn't bode well for an injured winless Carolina Panthers team. The Texans are slowly getting healthier and healthier. I am leaning towards a lot of excitement for the rest of the schedule and what is going on. It's it's tough not to look into the rest of the schedule and start circling November 26 against the Jaguars, man. I, 
it's fun to get excited yeah. about this team again. Oh, you're looking ahead, it's, huh? You're you're looking ahead. You're in that danger no, zone, I man. I sure am. I do it all the time with all my sports teams. I'm just a that's just fandom is you know, fan is short for fanatic. And I'm looking at it, man. Three and three, you're looking at the future. Could you potentially be six and four and they're seven and three and you're competing for first place of the division November twenty-six? I I'm excited to, to hear all of that. Yeah, and I think you should be. And I'm hoping that by the time that happens that, you know, we have a full house um, at NRG. I think I think we're getting there. I think we're getting closer. Um, they have the stage now. The Astros are kind of, you know, out of their way. Um, and, I mean, I, I know that people have been kind of reluctant, uh, but it, it would be nice if by the time you get to that, people are kind of a little bit on board and, you know, there's a there's a rowdy, rowdy house there. I, I think that the schedule was laid out perfect for me because after the Colts game, I was like going on a rant on the air and I was like, man, I don't want to F. I, I need a break from this this place. I don't want to go here consecutive weeks. I'm so glad the schedule's laid out to where I don't have to go to that hellhole like the last uh, like next week. So they kind of they had the home road, home road, home road, and then they're going to have a few consecutive home games after that. So it's kind of laid out. But now, I think to this kind of adds to your point. I'm not looking as far ahead, but I'm kind of disappointed that I don't get to go there, you know. And I haven't, you know, I wanted to, I want to go to NRG this weekend. So I'm finding myself, you know, wanting to be, wanting to be there. And I always want to be there, but you know what I mean. You want, you want to go watch the actual, actual game and the product and it matters to where, you know, it's not, it's not an awkward rebuild where you're churning the roster, you know, Rex Burkhead is getting you know, 15, 20 carries a game and, and it's all for nothing. So it is fun. It, it is fun to at least be excited to go back up there, but I, I don't, you know, if they can, if they can win this, I just want the winning record outside looking in um, Pittsburgh plays Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. See, I've already kind of started looking at the wild card. I know people are kind of like looking at – people are looking at the division. For me, I would have been fine with Indianapolis beating Cleveland because I'm looking at – I'm looking at the uh, the wild card. Mm. Like I'm already looking kind of at the wild card. You're, you're a game back. So that's that's where I'm at. And if, you, if you're winning games, the, the Jacksonville thing will take care of itself. I've taken a step back on Jacksonville because – Man, five, uh, four wins in 19 days or whatever the hell it was, and two of them in London is really impressive. Um, and I know that the Texans kicked their kicked their butt in Jacksonville, but I mean they've they've responded quite nicely with with those four wins, and now they got Pittsburgh. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking at the wild card for right now. And it starts with the win on Sunday. Do you have any early predictions you could give us? Um, I, I think this is going to be a borderline kind of shoot, like a little bit of a surprising shootout. I think it's going to be a little bit, uh, back and forth between, uh, CJ and Bryce. I watched Bryce's press conference today. He seems pretty giddy about it. Um, their O-line does suck though. Uh, their receivers aren't as good. They had, they got a guy that's calling plays for the first mm -hmm. time now. Um, Frank Reich was talking about that. Um, so I don't know how that's going to look, how that's going to work. You already have like the second different play caller for a, for a rookie quarterback in his seventh game. Um, so there is that, but I, I think we'll get moments from both of them. I think they'll both play well. 
Uh, but I think the Texans will get the job done. Um, I just don't know if it's just going to be like something that they run away with. I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a fun game. You know, I'm believing Panthers. We were uh, we were pretty loud. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Stewart didn't like some of that disrespect that we were throwing to the to the Carolina Panthers. You know that. What, what was Jonathan Stewart so saying? Basically, they're Adam Harley. They're zero six, <laughs> and what they were saying was, "Oh well, you know, we just need." He was saying, "This is out of the horse's mouth." Said that, well, you know, we just need some more time. You know, we got a rookie quarterback. You know, we got a young coaching staff. Sure, we got a veteran head coach, but you know, it's going to take some time for everything to gel together. Which, sure, he could be absolutely right. But then I'm looking at our situation and I'm going, hey, we got a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie OC, numerous amount of injuries, just as much as the Panthers. And, you know, I'm like, huh, uh, I, I would think someone with a veteran head coach and Frank Wright, Idro Evero, who's the defense coordinator there, did a really good job with the Broncos just last year. Even after trading Bradley Chubb, the defense was still ranked very highly. He's there. Thomas Brown was someone... Held, even the Houston Texans took a look at for head coach in back way back in the offseason stems from the Sean McVay, you know, tree or whatever you want to call that. We haven't seen him per se call plays. I say per se because they have their conspiracy theories over there in Carolina. That's how bad it is right now. They're 0-6 and they got conspiracy theories going on as to they think Thomas Brown maybe has been calling the plays the whole time, but he wasn't ever announced. It, I don't know. Okay. It's a lot of that's a cool. lot of wild stuff going over there in Carolina. Yeah, and I mean they've I mean they traded they traded DJ Moore, they traded uh, McCaffrey, they they've got a they've got an interesting situation going on there. Um and I I do think it's <laughs> I I that's the same thing I said about the Colts, you know, when um the Texans were playing the Colts, I was, you know, it was, you know, they got a first year coach, they got a first year quarterback when Richardson was there. So it's kind of like similar situations and it's not like, you know, you're, you're the only winless team. You're not the only team that, you know, has that type of situation. So. (laughs) Landry Locker, we want to thank you for being a part of today's episode. As we went through the bye week, they gave a small preview, this matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Thank you so much. Landry, let everyone know where they could get your latest content at. Uh, Locker Room on YouTube and Sports Radio 610 slash the Odyssey app. Uh, also on uh, YouTube and Twitch, Sports Radio 610 uh, as of recent. Shout out to Twitch. Might have to get on that. Twitch or Rumble or Kick, one of those. Whichever one, you know, pays more. But I am Ruben Carvillo. That is Harley Dugan. <laughs> Believe in the Houston Texans at the lead underscore Houston on Twitter at 713HSP for me. Guys, thank you so much for being part of today's episode. Y'all have a very blessed day. And just give me one second. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.